Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Melissa Rich. I want to welcome you to another episode of Taking Care of Your Temple podcast. And today is a subject that I think we all will enjoy. It is on laughter and humor. So it's called Laugh More, Love, Live Better, Embracing Humor in Everyday Life. And I think this is something y'all we all need to do. We can all use more humor. So um, I want to talk a little bit about, as I always do, kind of the objective of this podcast, how it works, what I'm trying to do. The objective is to help women connect with God on a regular basis and to use this grace, power, might, strength, wisdom, all the things to improve their emotional, physical, spiritual, I left one out, and physical well-being. And we do this by following four principles. The first one is to keep our focus on God. This sounds so easy, right? We just pay attention. Yeah, it's not that easy. We get distracted all the time. So if you do that, and I certainly do, you just keep bringing your focus back, bringing it back, bringing it back. It's a continual process throughout your day, I promise. The next principle is to acknowledge that we are not enough on our own. We are not smart enough, strong enough, capable enough, rich enough, pretty enough, whatever it is to get ourselves through all the things that are coming up in life. The good news is, y'all, we don't have to be because God wants us to ask for his help in every area of our lives. And when we ask, he provides it. He won't provide it if we don't ask it. I mean, he's not going to force it on us, but if we ask, he will help. So ask. The next thing, the next principle is to remember it is about progress, not perfection. Our objective should be to continually keep checking in with God and make sure that we're moving in the right direction. We are going to make mistakes. We all do. When we do, we need to acknowledge it, make amends if possible or necessary, learn from it, let it go, and move on. And the last principle is to work on consciously changing our thoughts. Our thoughts are so powerful, y'all. And our thoughts affect how we think, feel, act, live, everything. And so if you're giving yourself a bunch of really toxic negative messages, you're going to not be doing that well, odds are. So you need to work on changing those thoughts. And, you know, our thoughts are going to lead us in a direction. You might as well make it a good one. So the verse for this podcast is 1 Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? I mean, I think that pretty well sums it up. So let me say a quick prayer as we start. Lord, I just thank you for giving me this platform. I thank you so much for the women who are listening. I uh, And men, I know I have some of those too, and I appreciate them. I ask that this topic will be timely and helpful, and that will help all of us to do better. Thank you for your love. Amen. So laughter and humor, y'all have numerous therapeutic benefits, and these benefits can positively positively impact our physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional well-being. The, the same ones that I talk about on the podcast anyway. And one of the things that I decided to do, kind of illustrate the principles of humor, is throughout the podcast, I'm going to be telling some kind of corny jokes, some dad jokes or mom jokes, whatever you want to call them. Um, so you may chuckle or smile or laugh. You may just wish I would stop telling them, <laughs> but I am going to tell a few. So here's my first one. I thought the dryer was shrinking my clothes. Turns out it was the refrigerator all along. 
I love that one because I can totally relate. And I know that some of you all can as well. Okay. So here is a list of why laughter and humor are good for us in some of these following areas. There are physical benefits. One is stress reduction. Laughter triggers the release of endorphins. These are our body's feel-good chemicals. They help reduce stress and they just make us feel more relaxed and happier. Who doesn't want to feel more relaxed and happier? Pain relief, believe it or not. Laughing can increase the production of natural painkillers in our body that can help reduce discomfort and the perception that we have of pain. I mean, the pain may not really go away, but we are less aware of it. So it feels like it it goes away. Also, our immune system can get a boost. Regular laughter can help enhance the immune system. So it increases the production of immune cells and antibodies. So we stay healthier. We're not as prone to getting sick. That's a good thing. So we can laugh and protect our bodies at the same time. A twofer. Cardiovascular health. Health. Laughter can actually improve blood flow and boost heart health by relaxing the blood vessels so that our blood flows in and out easier and that reduces the risk of heart disease always a good thing because heart disease is a killer especially in this country also it can promote muscle relaxation y'all when we are tense and stressed it's like we're just we're just so tense and our bodies are 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 all tense and our muscles are just knotted i have uh several friends who are massage therapists and they'll tell me they regularly get people who are so stressed out it's just like They're trying to work this whole series of knots in people's backs and arms. And laughter helps reduce that. Okay, some emotional benefits. Mood enhancement. Humor and laughter can elevate mood, can lower depression, and decrease feelings of sadness and anxiety. I mean, who doesn't want that? All good things. Again, stress reduction. Uh, Laughter reduces the physical effects and also the emotional effects of stress and anxiety. It also improves relationships. There is nothing like sharing a good laugh with people to to help you feel connected to those people. Um, And it also, that can lead to better emotional well-being. So back when I was in high school, uh, no, I think I was in college, my youngest sister and I were trying to lose some weight. So we were following some, I don't know, weight loss. I think it was Weight Watchers. And we'd gotten some recipes. Now, Weight Watchers was was good, but back then the recipes were not very good. So there was a recipe for this chocolate cake. Well, we both love chocolate cakes. We thought, sure, we'll try it. So we made it, looked really good, smelled amazing, tasted horrible, y'all. It was awful. So we were all in the kitchen and we all tried the cake and all agreed, oh, that's really bad. We're not making this again. And we heard my brother Mike come in. Now, Mike has hosted a couple of podcasts with me, so some of y'all may remember him. Anyway, so he comes through the door, and we're all like, don't tell Mike, don't tell Mike. So we're just kind of casually chatting in the kitchen. He comes in, sees the cake, and smells it. Oh, what's that? Oh, it's just something Melissa and Nancy made. Okay. So he gets a plate, cuts himself a big piece. We keep talking, kind of watching him out of the corner of our eyes, takes a big bite, chews it, swallows it, and spits it out. It was really that bad. We laughed so hard. There were tears coming down our cheeks. I mean, it, it was one of those that my stomach was hurting. We laughed so hard. We still talk about that. That was probably 30 years ago, maybe more. It was funny. And it really bonded all of us. 
So laughter can really help you connect with other people in a really good positive way. It also can enhance resilience. A sense of humor can help us cope with all the bad things that come up and bounce back from those bad things a lot quicker and more effectively. It also can increase our self-esteem. Using humor can boost our self-confidence and self-esteem and just make us feel better about ourselves in general. Okay, are you ready for the next corny joke? Oh, good. Here we go. Why do seagulls fly over the ocean? Give up? Because if they flew over the bay, we'd call them bagels. I like that one because I like bagels. <laughs> okay. Um, some spiritual benefits of laughter and humor. Connection to others. Laughter and humor fosters a sense of community and interconnectedness, which can promote a spiritual sense of unity. Laughter is great. A lot of churches don't laugh that much. I don't like churches where they don't laugh. Um, in my church, we do a lot. Even when the sermon is being preached, people will laugh. And I think that's very good. That's very healthy. It, it just really does connect us to others in a very positive way. Mindfulness. Humor encourages, encourages us to be really present in the moment and to what is going on and to have a deeper connection to things that are going on around us. Emotional healing. Y'all, this is a big one. Laughter can help us process and get rid of negative emotions it can help us grow spiritually. When we can laugh at ourselves, we go a long way toward um, moving forward and to letting go of all this trauma and stuff in the past. I'm not saying that people don't have bad things that have happened to them. We do. But if we can learn to laugh more, we're going to handle those negative experiences better. And then joy and gratitude. A good laugh can lead to feelings of joy and gratitude, which are really central to a lot of spiritual growth types of things. Okay, some mental benefits. Enhanced creativity. Humor encourages creative thinking and problem solving because it promotes a more flexible and open mindset. And I really get this because you think about the times that you have been really stressed about something. I know for me, this is true. I am not thinking creatively. I'm not thinking very well, period. All I'm, I'm just so caught up in whatever I'm worried or anxious about. And I can't come up with good solutions to things because I'm so focused on all this negative stuff that's going on. When we can laugh, it kind of breaks that up. And so we feel better. We are able to come up with better solutions for situations. It can also improve our cognitive function. Things like memory, attention, and learning can all be increased and enhanced by laughter and humor. Conflict resolution. If we can have a sense of humor, it can really help diffuse conflicts and improve communication and just helps us come up with better solutions. Now, I want to point out here, this is nice laughter. This is not poking fun at people or being rude or hateful. Hateful humor is not helpful. I really didn't mean to do all three H's on that, but but it works. Hateful humor is not helpful. It is true. It needs to be good humor. And then it also can develop psychological resilience. It can help us adapt to life's challenges more effectively. It really just does amazing things in every area of our lives. Okay, 
Next corny joke. Y'all may get this one. What do you call it when a snowman throws a tantrum? A meltdown. <laughs> so a lot of people have and do still use humor as a really good tool to help them overcome obstacles in their life. So here are some people that you probably recognize. And I want to talk a little bit about some things that they did. Robin Williams, comedian, really brilliant comedian. He used humor as a coping mechanism for his struggles with depression and with addiction. And he channeled those experiences into humor. And I think the best comedians do use their personal experience for that. He provided laughter to a lot of other people facing similar issues. And y'all, when we can laugh at our issues, and a lot of good uh, comedians will do this, they just don't seem that big. When we can laugh at ourselves, it's very, very healing. Way too many of us take ourselves way too seriously. And that's not helpful. Another uh, person who used humor very effectively was Tina Fey. She was a trailblazing female comedian and writer. And she used humor, probably still does, to break down gender barriers in the male-dominated world of comedy. She tackled stereotypes and discrimination and she opened doors for women in comedy. Okay, next really cool joke. I love this one. What do you call cheese that isn't yours? Nacho cheese. Is that great or what? Okay, I know some of y'all are tired of these. I've got a few more. Okay, but but this is a good, you know, good information to have. Okay, so here I want to give a list of people who've used humor and laughter to heal themselves physically and emotionally because laughter can be healing. Probably the most famous person and and the first, I think, well-known person to do this was Norman Cousins. All right. He was diagnosed with a severe autoimmune disease and he famously incorporated humor and laughter into his healing process. He wrote a book called, uh, well, first he wrote an article called Anatomy of an Illness as Perceived by the Patients that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine. He later went on to expand that into a book. And he demonstrated how laughter and positivity can contribute to physical healing. So his article and then his book chronicled his just remarkable recovery from a severe and life-threatening disease of the connective tissue. He had degenerative collagen illness. I'd never heard of that before either, but it does not sound like it would be much fun. He was hospitalized in 1964 with severe pain, high fever, and near paralysis of the legs, neck, and back. So he writes, being unable to move my body was all the evidence I needed that the specialists were dealing with real concerns. But deep down, I knew I had a good chance and I relished the idea of bucking the odds. That's exactly what he did. The key to his recovery, he said, I love this, was a powerful drug called laughter. I made the joyous discovery that 10 minutes of genuine belly laughter had an anesthetic effect and would give me at least two hours of pain-free sleep, he wrote. So he was flat on his back in a New York City hospital, and he persuaded the nurses there to read him humorous excerpts from uh, newspaper columns that comedians wrote, also to show him candid camera, re candid camera reruns and old Marx Brother movies. So he was able to use those, and he healed himself. The book is really remarkable. So if you're interested in it, it's The Anatomy of an Illness by Norman Cousins. Next joke. I once got fired from a canned juice company. 
apparently I couldn't concentrate. <laughs> okay, next person who used humor to help heal himself was Patch Adams. And y'all may have seen the movie. It actually is called Patch Adams starring Robin Williams, who I spoke about earlier. And Dr. Patch Adams, he was a real person. He was known for his unconventional approach to healthcare, which involved humor and laughter therapy as integral parts of the healing process. He used humor to help improve patients' emotional and physical well-being. And we kind of know this now. It's pretty common knowledge. Yeah, if you laugh, you're going to feel better. Most of us know that on some level. Well, back then, this was pretty revolutionary. In fact, he got a lot of opposition. Uh, a lot of the doctors thought he wasn't being dignified enough, that medicine was very serious business. And he kept doing it, though, because he was getting good results. Then uh, Maury Schwartz. Y'all have probably heard uh, Tuesdays with Maury. That was, I think it was a TV show or maybe a, maybe been a book or both. I don't know. Anyway, Maury Schwartz was battling ALS. I'm going to try to say this correctly. Amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. And he used humor to cope with the challenges that that illness produced. His life lessons and humor became a source of inspiration for a ton of other people. Uh, Randy Posh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that last name, name right, P-A-U-S-H. He had the famous, you may have heard of it, Last Lecture. He he did that, and that's a video on YouTube, and then it was the book, Last Lecture. He was a computer science professor. He was diagnosed with terminal cancer. He used humor and optimism to share valuable life lessons and inspire others to live fully. There's some videos of him. They, they really are pretty inspiring. You can just look on YouTube. Randy Posh. Then Lucille Ball. I love Lucy. Who hasn't heard of, that, of her? She used her comedic genius in shows like I Love Lucy, and she used humor to cope with, cope with the ups and downs in her life, including personal and professional setbacks. Maria Bamford. She was a stand-up comedian. She may still be. I'm not sure if she's still alive or not. Sorry, Maria, if you are. She openly discussed her struggles with mental health issues, including depression and bipolar disorder. Her humor helped, uh, helped herself and others destigmatize and better understand these conditions. Because, you know, back, you know, even 20 or 30 years ago, a lot of these mental health issues, again, it was a very serious thing. There was no humor. People were not laughing at themselves. And it was scary if you had one of these conditions. Drew Barrymore, actress and talk show host, she has shared openly about her personal struggles, including addiction and divorce, with humor and authenticity. She's been very candid and open about it, and that has helped other people cope as well. Cope as well. The last one, Stephen Fry, who is a British actor, comedian, comedian, I'll get it, and writer. He's used humor and storytelling to address his experiences with bipolar disorder. And his openness has helped reduce the stigma and increase awareness of mental health issues. So humor and laughter can just be a great way of dealing with problems and issues that we are having. Okay, a couple more jokes. This one is one that my mom used to tell. I only remember a couple of hers. Maybe she didn't have a lot or I just didn't remember them. But here's one. Where did Napoleon keep his armies? Give up? In his sleeves. I love that. That's so bad. Okay. So laughter really does have a profound effect on our bodies, and it can literally cause physical changes in our body. So here are some of the ways that laughter affects us. Affect, laughter affects us physically. 
One is it releases endorphins. These are the body's natural feel-good chemicals. They provide a sense of well-being overall, and they can temporarily relieve pain. So when we laugh, we kind of pain-proof ourselves. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? Stress reduction. Talked about this before. Laughter reduces the level of stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, and it leads to improved relaxation and a calmer, happier state of mind. Muscle relaxation, talked about this. When you laugh, various muscles throughout your body are going to relax and just unclench. This can help relieve tension, reduce physical stress, and ease muscle soreness. Good thing. Also, it can laughter can boost our immune system. Laughter can stimulate the production of immune cells and our body's antibodies, antibodies, sorry, and can potentially enhance our body's defense against illness and disease. So we laugh and we kind of disease-proof ourselves. That's a good thing to do. It can increase oxygen intake. Laughter involves a lot of deep rhythmic breathing, and that oxygenates our body which leads to improved circulation and increased oxygen supply to cells and tissues, which again is all to the good. It helps us feel better and be healthier. Pain relief. Laughing can temporarily raise your pain threshold and decrease your perception of discomfort. It can be a very effective natural painkiller, especially if you don't want to take a lot of medication. Try laughing. You may be surprised at how effective it is. Um, talked about it improves our respiratory function because of that improved oxygen intake. Laughing, you are inhaling and exhaling deeply, and so that can help clear your lungs of residual air and mucus. So it can be really helpful to people with respiratory conditions. Lowers blood pressure. Love this one. Regular laughter has been linked to reductions in blood pressure, potentially lowering the risk of hypertension and cardiovascular diseases which are all good, good things. It can strengthen our abdominal muscles because it often engages those muscles and it can lead to a gentle workout for our core muscles. This can improve muscle tone and digestion. And following up on that, it's kind of a natural exercise. Laughter can increase your heart rate and provide a mild form of cardiovascular exercise. It's kind of been likened to internal jogging. And I know what some of, some of you are thinking. You would rather laugh and have that internal jogging than go out and actual jog. I get it. So try that. Uh, let's see. Pain tolerance. I've kind of mentioned this before. But some studies, research studies, suggest that laughter increases our body's pain tolerance, which can be really beneficial for people who are dealing with chronic pain, which means they pretty much are in pain all the time. Laughter can help alleviate some of that. It can also improve our mood. Laughter triggers the release of serotonin. It's a neuro neurotransmitter associated with mood regulation. So it can give us an immediate mood lift and improved emotional well-being. There aren't many things that we can do that can instantly make us feel better. Laughter is one of them. And y'all, it's completely natural. We're not taking any chemicals. We're not putting anything to our body. We're just laughing. Very effective. One that I really love is it can, it can reduce inflammation. They have found that inflammation is linked to so many bad conditions that we have. So chronic stress and inflammation are linked 
Since laughter reduces stress, it can also have a long-term impact on reducing inflammation in our body, especially if we laugh on a regular basis. It can also help you sleep better um, it re by reducing stress and promoting relaxation so it can make it easier for us to fall and stay asleep. Then it can also strengthen relationships. Kind of talked about this one a little bit. Shared laughter with friends and family can release oxytocin, which is often called the love hormone. It promotes social bonding and trust. When you have really laughed with somebody, you do feel connected to them. I mean, it's it's true. So it's a good bonding experience. Next joke. Did you hear about the teenager who failed the driving test? He thought it was a crash course. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I've known of people who did that. That is kind of true. All right. So we know laughing, laughing is good for us. We know we should do it more often. It benefits us all through our bodies and emotionally in all different areas. How do we laugh on a regular basis? So glad you asked. Here you go. Here are some things that you can do. Watch comedy shows or stand-up comedy. Just set some time aside to watch them. You can go to live shows. You can watch funny movies. You can watch TV. Whatever it is, find some things that make you laugh and watch them. Listen to comedy podcasts. I did a quick search on uh, humor, humor podcast or podcast about humor. There are tons of them out there. So find some that appeal to you and listen to those and make yourself laugh. Read funny books. Choose books that make you laugh out loud. It can be a funny novel, a comic book, a, a joke book, but reading can be a great way to get some humor into your life. Share jokes and memes. You can join social media groups or follow accounts that share funny jokes, memes, and comics, and then you can share your favorites with friends and family. You can also go to live comedy shows. Check for local comedy events or open mic nights at comedy clubs. That can be a great way to really get some laughter going. Practice self-deprecation. And what that means is learning to laugh at yourself and your quirks because we all have them. Embrace your imperfection. Turn them into sources of humor. Another one that I like is to play games. Play board games or card games that involve humor and quick thinking. Games like Pictionary. That's a funny game, but honestly, I don't like it because I am such a terrible drawer. So I... Yes, it can be funny. I like watching other people do it. I don't like doing it myself. Um, and there's a bunch of them that can lead to laughter-filled moments. Another good one, surround yourself with funny people. Spend time with friends and family who have a good sense of humor. Positive social interaction can lead to shared laughter. Another one, watch funny animal videos. There are some really good ones out there. I love that. Uh, take a few minutes to watch cute and funny animals, and that can lift your spirits. I have dogs. So there's one, I, I would tell you the name of it, but I don't remember, and I haven't seen it in a while. But this lady has two dogs in her car, and she's taking them through the drive-thru, and she gets an ice cream cone for them. Like, you know, this, I don't know what kind it is. Anyway, so she pulls into the parking lot, and she's got the ice cream cone, and she says, okay, Daisy, have some. And she goes, Daisy always gets to go first. And Daisy takes a few licks of the cone because when she gives to the other dog, he just goes, Whoa, and it's gone. And you're just like, oh, it made me laugh because I had a dog named Daisy. Um, but yes, there are tons of funny animal videos that you can you can watch. Here's one I had not heard of before. Practice laughter yoga. I didn't know what that was. It involves laughter exercises 
and deep breathing to make you really laugh. So you can join a laughter yoga class or just look it up online and practice it at home. I thought that was pretty cool. Keep a humor journal. Write down funny moments or things that make you laugh during the day. Reflecting on those moments a lot of times will boost your mood. Use some humorous apps. I checked. There's a bunch of these. They are apps that are designed to deliver jokes, funny videos, and comedy. So install a few and browse them. You know, look them up whenever you need to laugh at something. Engage in word play. Play with words, puns, and clever language. Create funny limericks, puns, or jokes with friends or family members. Watch comedy clips on YouTube. Like I said, YouTube has a ton of funny videos, all different kinds. If you can't find something you like there, something is wrong. Just keep searching until you find one. Join a comedy writing or an improv class. Consider participating in a comedy writing or improv class because that can help you tap into your own humor and your own creativity. And create a kind of a a humor routine for yourself, a way to incorporate humor into your life on a daily or at least a regular basis. Um, Maybe it's a morning joke or a bedtime funny video that you can watch by yourself or with your family. I think watching funny videos as a family is such a good way to go because it, again, it creates that bond and we all can use the laughter. Now, one of the points I do want to make is that humor can be very subjective. So something that may be really funny to you may not be funny to your best friend or vice versa. So don't take offense if you think something is hilarious and they just look at it and they're like, okay. I always remember I came into the kitchen one time, which was where we had our computer at the time. My boys were like "Mm, maybe fifth and seventh grade, something like that. And they were there with my husband in front of the computer And they were watching something that they were just laughing hysterically at. I'm like, what is it? What is so funny? And so I, and they were like, come here, come here, come here. And so I did. And it was this little sports clip. It was only like 30 seconds. Baseball, I had no idea what team or whoever was playing. And this guy is standing out in the field. The ball is coming toward him. He's got his glove up to catch it. He does not catch the ball because it hits him really hard right in the crotch the guy drops down to the ground literally is clutching himself writhing in pain poor guy and my two sons and my husband are just doubled over laughing i'm like that's terrible oh my gosh i didn't think it was funny at all so again humor can be subjective and that's okay just find something that is funny to you make it a regular part of your life Okay, I think this may be my last corny joke. This is another one of my moms. What do they call little people in Belgium? Brussels sprouts. I love that. Okay, something else that I think a lot of us just miss, it just kind of goes right over our head. Jesus used humor to teach, heal, and convert people. He did this while modeling the fact that laughter can really teach us things. I think a lot of times we miss the humor in the Bible because humor can also be very cultural. So not only, at least in this country, 
are we not that familiar with the culture that Jesus was in? But it was also not this, we're not in the same time period. So things that he told his audience that they were probably cracking up over, we kind of hear them and we're like, okay, it really doesn't even make much sense to us because again, it was a very cultural thing and it was however many years ago. So let me give some examples of things that Jesus said that at that time would have been considered really funny and his audience would have at least been chuckling or smiling, maybe just laughing out loud because I just feel like he said a lot of these things with this twinkle in his eye, which we don't picture that a lot. At least I don't. I have to remind myself. Okay. So one example was the parable of the speck and the log. In Matthew 7, 3 through 5, Jesus used hyperbole when he talks about somebody having to remove a speck from someone else's eye while they had a log in their own. This was this exaggerated imagery that people saw as very funny or ironic at the time. Also, the parable of the unforgiving servant. In Matthew 18, 21 through 35, Jesus tells a parable about a servant who is forgiven this massive debt. I think it was 10,000 denarii. I don't know how much that would be in today's world. I couldn't find that. But what I did find, it was an amount, y'all, that would take 200,000 years to pay back. I mean, his audience had to just be like, oh my gosh, yeah, right. And they were probably laughing to hear this. After that huge debt is forgiven to him, he refuses to forgive a much smaller debt that's owed to him by a fellow servant. And so there's also irony because he refused to extend the same grace that he received, which, ouch, does that get uncomfortable at times? Yeah, it does. Another example of humor, naming Peter the rock. In Matthew 16, 18, 18, Jesus renamed Simon as Peter, which means rock. And he says, on this rock, I will build my church. So the humor or irony probably comes from the fact that Peter was so impulsive and so outspoken, almost unstable at times, that comparing him to a rock, I mean, the other disciples had to be really raising their eyebrows and thinking, really? This guy is a rock? Okay. Another example, interaction with the, I'm going to try to say this correctly, Syrophoenician woman. I think I pronounced that correctly. In Mark 7, 24 through 30, Jesus initially responds to the request, I'm not going to say the name again of that woman, for her daughter's healing by saying, let the children be fed first, because it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Some people have said that was testing the woman's faith, but it could also be seen as being something witty or humorous. And she answered right back, by the way, in the same vein. She said, but if crumbs fall to the floor, the dogs can get them. True. And he did heal her daughter. And then the last one is straining out a gnat. In Matthew 23, 24, Jesus rebukes the Pharisees, saying that they strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. So this was a really vivid and exaggerated metaphor that the crowd probably thought was hilarious, but I'm betting the Pharisees did not. So again, Jesus used humor. I think we should do the same thing. It makes things nicer, more pleasant, more fun. So find some things that make you laugh. And I'm going to share some things that make me laugh. One is my dogs. I have two little dogs. They always make me laugh because they're just silly. 
Um, just yesterday, they they run around the house chasing each other, jump up on furniture. I have little dogs, so I don't I don't care if they do that. And one of them was running down the hallway, got this running start, and I think he meant to jump up on the couch, and somehow miscalculated, and instead of jumping up over the arm of the couch and onto the top of it, he crashed into it. I mean, head first into the side of the couch. It was soft. He was kind of startled, but he was okay. And then he got up, but I was laughing so hard. It was just so silly. They always make me laugh. They chase each other around. They, they're just funny. So the, they make me laugh and animals can really do that. Another thing that makes me laugh are some different funny TV shows that I like. I like a lot of, uh, history and exploration and you know all these one show that i love is expedition unknown josh gates is the host he always makes me laugh it's funny sometimes i literally laugh out loud with the things that he's saying so i like that one youtube videos one of my favorites well two of them i like animal funny animal videos and then wedding bloopers i saw this one one time where i was like oh my gosh but i was laughing um, they were doing this wedding and it was, they were standing, the bridal party was standing on this bridge that was going over. I couldn't tell if it was a swimming pool or a small stream or whatever. Anyway, they're all up there. The priest is up there. They're doing the ceremony. And so they get to the part where the priest tells the best man to pull out the ring. So somehow he reaches into his pocket and pulls it out and he knocks the bride off the bridge into the water and the poor guy oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my god i mean he just looks horrified and i'm sure it was not funny to them because here she is in her nice expensive wedding gown dripping wet but i'm sure it was a memorable wedding so those can make me laugh and then certain people make me laugh especially family members my family we all tend to be pretty witty we're quick with words we can be funny and so when we're together, we are always laughing. So find things or people or situations that make you laugh, y'all, and get those into your life. You are going to feel better. You will function better. And, you know, you'll enjoy your life a lot more. Okay. And I have no more corny jokes. I know you're sad about that, but you can go find some of your own. Go do some of your own research. I just found those online. Okay. So my interesting fact about Central Texas today, not Waco, is actually about Houston. The Houston Zoo has a new exhibit called the Galapagos Islands. It opened in April 7th. And I'm told that when you go, you need to get a reservations because they have had really long lines. This sounds so cool. I haven't been. I would, the next time I go to Houston, I need to do that. The real Galapagos Islands are situated about 600 miles off the coast of Ecuador in uh, South America. And they're a chain of volcanic islands. And they have a lot of very unique plant and animal species that are just not found anywhere else in the world. They have things like Galapagos penguins and marine iguanas. And so it's it's kind of an isolated um, ecological destination that people are really fascinated about. But it's not very accessible to a lot of people. So the Houston Zoo decided that they were going to make that their newest exhibition because People can probably get to Houston easier than they can get to the Galapagos Islands. So at least they would get a taste of what it's like. So at the entrance of the exhibit, there are lifelike big stone iguanas. And you'll also see these really slow moving lettuce eating tortoises 
that go down the big hills and, and into the water below. You can also see uh, trick-performing sea lions diving into the water and waving to their admirers. Um, there are waddling Humboldt penguins. This is a first-time feature for the Houston Zoo. They play on a mock volcanic uh, rock beach, and they it, they dive into the water. Um, there is a big call... 290,000 gallon one ocean aquarium that has a lot of fish, sea turtles, small sharks, and rays. But apparently the most popular spot where they say you find people standing shoulder to shoulder is a um, 40 foot acrylic underwater tunnel. And they have all these sea lions that swim above and around the guests and they just stand there watching them fascinated. I probably would be too. So if you get a chance, if you're going to Houston, go to the Houston Zoo, go to the Galapagos Island exhibition. And if you go, shoot me a text and let, or an email and let me know how it is because it sounds pretty cool. Okay, so along with this podcast and Waco Hypnosis Center, I do public speaking. If you are interested in having me for an event, you can contact me through my website at www.drmelissarich.com or you can email me at info at drmelissarich.com. And y'all, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would love for you to like it, share it, give me a good review. Um, I will read some of the reviews on the episodes. I would love to do that. So give me a review. Let me know that you did it. I I do check uh, and see, but um, don't be surprised if you write me a review and you hear me reading it online. All right. That is all for now. Everybody, be sure and find some things to laugh at because we all need that. Talk to you later. Bye.